Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seek, Go, Create. This is your host, Tim Winders, and we have a very unique episode today. We're going to do something a little bit different, and it's kind of a special time of year. This is releasing right around July 4th, Independence Day in the United States is how we celebrate that day. So it's going to be a little bit of a different episode because I am going to discuss writing a book. Yes, I've just finished a novel, and so I just wanted to share some, I guess, some information about that, but at the same time, encourage you, if you're one that you've had a book in you or felt that you've had a book in you for some time, hopefully some of these things and that I'm going to mention and talk about will encourage you, even though I'm going to kind of tell you some of my challenges also. So, uh, so let's just enjoy this. Uh, I'm going to share a few things just about the book and about the process and why I was inspired to write a novel and not a, you know, a fiction book, not a nonfiction book, which seems to have made more sense maybe for me as a coach and leadership guy. But we'll talk about that and then go over a few other items. And then at the end, I'm going to kind of give the synopsis, share a few excerpts from the book, and I'm going to let you know how you can get the first chapter and go ahead and download it before it's available anywhere else to anyone else. So uh, stick around for that. But, you know, it's real interesting. I, I think I, I saw these statistics some time ago that most people, I want to say it was like 80-something percent of the people out there, thought that they should write a book at some point. And I just find that statistic fascinating. I don't know the accuracy of it. It seems a little high to me because I know that statistics show that not even that many people read books. So it doesn't really match up that people would think they should write a book when not that many actually read them. But either way, I know a lot of people, especially people listening in like you, would probably think, you know, if you haven't already written a book, that you probably have a book in you. Well, I always did think that. My wife has actually written a few books and they've been selling on Amazon and in other platforms really around the world for a number of years. So I've been around that and we actually wrote a book together a few years ago just for a conference that we were doing. But I had never really sat down and gone through the process of writing. And I just want to say this right up front, just to be very, I guess just to be very blunt about it. I, I do believe that writing a book is to share a is all about sharing a message, sharing some teaching, sharing a story, depending on what type of book it is, for other people, for the world to to participate in. But having gone through the process I've just gone through, I also believe that writing a book is all about the author, the writer, and the growth and the process that they go through while they're doing that, because. For someone like me, I'll go ahead and share a little bit of my personality and why I think it was interesting that I have taken the time to do this. I am have been, I guess, more of an, a higher energy guy. You know, if you look at my profiles, I'm more of a, a get up in front of people, gregarious, speak type person instead of a sit down for hours at a time and actually write. And I've done, I've written before, I've written articles and teaching and training, but you know, putting 70,000 words <laughs> in a document is much different than getting up and doing a, a two hour training seminar or a 15 minute talk or even a webinar or something like that, or even a podcast uh, for those that are listening in. So 
All of that to say that part of my takeaways from this process is I think it's a great story. I really do believe that it's a great story. It's inspiring. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But I, I really think that the writing process that, especially for this, is as much about Tim and Tim's journey and Tim's growth as anything else. And I believe that those of you that are authors or that you're going to be authors, you will probably recognize, if you haven't already, recognize the same thing. So that's a fascinating, I guess, uh, learning point from the journey. And, uh, and so anyway, just take that, take that as the challenge of maybe writing is all about you going through a process because I know that it was for me. The name of the book, let me go and give you the, the name and I can tell you that this has changed a few times. I'm gonna give you the name and a little bit of overview and then I'll tell you a little bit of what inspired me to write it and, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the process. The name of the book is Coach, A Story of Success Redefined and for those that are listening on, in on the podcast, you'll notice a tie-in because Seek Go Create, our podcast, we have often said it is, uh, it is all about redefining success. And we do that in leadership, business, and ministry. And I'm not saying that the book was a spinoff of the podcast, but many of our principles, our teaching points, the people that we interview and talk about, much of that is actually included and embedded in the story. And, uh, and the fascinating thing about that is that the, uh, the inspiration for this story started well before the podcast even was, was a possibility because uh, I'll just give you a little glimpse into kind of behind the scenes. My wife and I, we've shared this before, I've shared this before on the podcast, but we started becoming, we were nomads, homeless nomads, beginning in 2013. And we traveled, we traveled around as uh, house sitters and staying in places that we didn't own. And, and, and we somehow ended up, I won't go through this story, but we ended up on the North Island of New Zealand and uh, there's a national park there called Tongariro, and there's two volcanoes there, and I think one of them has been active in the last 30 or 40 years, in fact. And then one of them, one of the volcanoes there is like perfect cylindrical shaped, and it's what Peter Jackson used as the model for, I think it's Mount Doom, I hope I got that correct, in the Lord of the Rings trilogies. So uh, kind of an iconic national park there. And my wife and I, we were zigzagging along the North Island in a small little camper van back in 2015, 2014, I think. I may get the years wrong there, I'm sorry, 2014. And, and we, because we were there in the winter, June, we, it was winter down there, we were going to bed very early at night because it got dark and then, you know, the, the days were short. And I'd been reading some things in the scripture and I just had some things rolling around in my mind and we kind of laid down to go to go to sleep. And sometime during the night or before I went to sleep or when I woke up, I just had this thought, not of a story related directly to that, but of a character that may have materialized from that. And I'm not going to get into more detail than than those, but but you could kind of tell that that was the beginning of it. And, and so what was really cool about it, and I think people that listen in know that I'm a 
I'm a guy that spends time in prayer and tries to spend quiet time with the Lord as much as I can. All of a sudden, I just had this story just pop in my head. And I got the beginning of the story. I got the ending of the story. I got some of the beginnings and endings to the chapters. And so I had a rough, I guess, outlined to the story. And and so I started jotting it down. We we got to a place where I could write down and then we ended up going back to Melbourne, Australia. And I wrote down a lot of the notes while we were there. And I really thought this is part of the writing process. I really thought that I'd spend a couple weeks, write this book and have a book ready to go. And again, for those that have done the math, you can recognize that that's been roughly six, seven years ago, five, six, seven years ago that I actually did that. So it was a little tougher than I thought. And my joke along the way was I'm an engineer. I, I've, I've done some, I'm pretty matter of fact. I, I do a lot of bullet points and things like that that with a novel, they, you need these, you need verbs in there. <laughs> it's just, and you have to write dialogue and some things that are really, really challenging to do or different if you've never done it before. And that's a big learning point for me and for anyone that's doing something new is when you're stretching or working a new muscle, you know, if you haven't done it before, you may have to keep working at it. And so that's what I did. I kind of did a writing of it. I had a lot of gaps. Then I came back to it later, and then I had some things I had to work on, and and then my wife and I spent a few years at Bible school, and I didn't get a lot of writing done while I was there. And then somewhere along the way, I just said, okay, we need to kind of get this story finished up. And I did something that I encourage everyone to do, uh, primarily because I'm a coach. The title of the book is Coach. I actually hired a coach to help me with the writing process. And let me just say this, if you're doing anything that is a little bit different, a little bit tough, a little bit challenging, something that you've never done before, I believe that there's great value in getting a coach or someone that can assist you or help you with that process. So, so I, had, uh, I had someone that they were sort of an editor, but also a writing coach, and they just helped me tremendously with uh, just structuring. You know, they would poke holes in my story and ask questions about certain things. And, uh, you know, I was really trying to pack a lot of story in the book, but then also a lot of learning principles. I've kind of joked that this is fiction, but it's fiction with a purpose. It's fiction with a mission. It's fiction that can also alter or change your life if someone reads it because it's got that kind of message in it. And so she kind of helped me weed through some of those things and, you know, add some things in for clarity, pull some things out that might have bloated the story a little bit. So, so I highly encourage getting a coach because it really, really helped me a, a great deal. And, and, uh, and so those were some of the basics for me as far as getting this story told. And, and over the last, say, 12 to 24 months, we've really picked up steam. And I was able to finally get the story a few years ago in a format where I could let a few other people read it, some family members. They read it. They kind of said, yeah, this is really good, but you might need to clean up a few things a little more. So I have done that. And I believe that it is ready for, uh, for the world now. And, you know, when you're writing, I used to always think, that I was just, uh, you know, pretty confident, felt pretty good about doing a lot of things. Obviously, we've got a podcast and speaking, but 
I will say that I've had to really look inside myself as I'm getting near this process and say, wow, am I really ready to put a novel out into the world for all that people may say? And I would be obviously excited for people to say, wow, this is really good. And I've heard that from some people that have read this, the, uh, the initial portions of it. But then there's also this hesitation of, wow, you know, there's some things that could be a little controversial and, you know, there's some, there's some aspects of it that people might go, you know, I don't really like this. And so I'm, I've actually recognized that I'm kind of hesitating because of the possible criticism, which is very difficult for someone in my position to admit, but I'm admitting, I'm admitting it right here uh, with you on the podcast. So, uh, so as you read the book, I guess be gentle with me. Let me know what you think, but be gentle, be gentle with me. So, uh, so anyway, so I've already mentioned I hired a coach, my inspiration, uh, a few other challenges. You know, a lot of people talk about setting a time to write, and with my schedule, with all that I had going on, that really was one of the most difficult things for me was was identifying focus time so that I could sit down and write. And then something odd occurred as I was sort of finishing up. We had this worldwide pandemic and probably many of you faced similar things. I recognized, realized that my brain just was a little foggy. I just at times had difficulty focusing on the, uh, the exercise of writing or doing a lot of things for that matter, but especially finishing up the novel and I kept asking myself questions is is the timing not good is is this a good story for where the world is and really as I continued going through that process I I came to the realization that the nature of the story and I'll mention the synopsis and again share a few excerpts shortly that it's perfect for where we are in this world because because this is a time that I believe everyone is attempting to gain clarity I think that people are having to redefine what success means to them. And that really is a major theme to this, uh, this story, this novel, this book. So, so uh, that is, that's really kind of uh, how it all came to be. I do want to mention there's, uh, there's kind of a dedication in the book. And if, and if someone were to ask me to compare this, to something that's out in the marketplace. This is pretty lofty comparison, but this is what I would say. There is an author by the name of Og Mandino, O.G. Mandino, Og Mandino. If you've never read his stuff, you need to read it. He wrote a classic book called The The Greatest Salesman in the World, and I read that book in the early 90s for the first time. And it is one of those books that I can truthfully say changed my life in so many ways. I started reading it late one night, three, four hours later, I put it down, finished, because I could not put the book down. And Ogmandino wrote that, and then he wrote many other books that were basically, they're almost like parables, they're stories, they're fiction, but they also have messages in them that are very impactful. And truthfully, that was one of my underlying inspirations for this book. So the book is dedicated to Ogmandino. And if you really want to maybe have a comparison uh, with the type of book it is or the type of fiction that it is, you could go read some of Ogmandino's, especially Greatest Salesman in the World, but maybe even more so a book that he wrote called The Choice, 
which has a powerful story that's set in modern times about uh, a choice that the main character has to make. So I just wanted to share that because that was really a big impact for me that, uh, that uh, he was one that I wanted to dedicate this first book, this first novel to, because of uh, the impact that he had on me. So anyway, but let me share, I guess, a little bit more about the book and, uh, and then also tell you how you can get uh, chapter one, because I'd love for you to get chapter one, read through it, give some feedback, tell me what you think, and then you'll also be on the list to be made aware of when it publishes and when it releases. So here's a synopsis of the book that I've written that gives a bit of an overview and then we'll, we'll go over some of the ex excerpts. Main character is Cooper Travis and Cooper Travis was the guy that seemed to have it all. Money, he was a leader of a successful company, had a beautiful wife and much more. He had all the elements that our culture and society considers successful. Then why would he attempt to end his life. Join Cooper as he travels a road that everyone should travel. The journey of discovering true success. He will be forced to question everything he believes as he attempts to become the man he was created to be. Along the way, he is impacted by a unique and at times supernatural mentor that forces Cooper to redefine success. So that's the synopsis. Someone asked me recently, I think I was being interviewed on a radio station. They said, they said, Tim, is this story about you? And I said, no, not really. But boy, there's a lot of me in this story. So I don't know that a writer could write something. I'm not that good at writing fiction that I can't incorporate some of myself and some of my experiences and things I've seen into the story. So Am I Cooper Travis? No. Are there elements of him, of me in, in him? Absolutely. And also in other parts of the story. So, so that's the synopsis. Let me read, and this is going to be a little bit challenging. I've got a couple paragraphs here. I want to read a few excerpts that to me give, uh, I think maybe the essence or the flavor of the, uh, of the novel. And then we'll wrap up and I'll share with you how you can get the first chapter. These are actually excerpts from deeper in the book. They're not from the first chapter. So here is excerpt number one. Why am I here? Cooper finally asked. He really wanted to know how he got to where he currently was. But he knew finding out why was more important. Why do you think you are here, Mr. Travis? I guess it would be best to say that I have made a mess of my life and I'm not really sure what will happen in the near future. All I know is that more than any time in my life, it would be wise for me to admit that I am a failure. Are you willing to admit you may need to redefine your life, redefine success and culture and society as defined it? Are you ready to make some changes? Asa moved the conversation forward without directly responding to what Cooper said. I guess that I am, Cooper shrugged as he considered Ace's deep questions. I'm not even sure what that looks like or if I'm able to fix the mess I'm in. Well then, you're exactly where you need to be at the perfect time. Asa smiled as he responded. Are you ready for some coffee? So that was excerpt number one. And I will say there is this sort of interesting theme that goes throughout the novel related to coffee. I won't share any more with that, but let's just say if you're a coffee lover, there may be parts of this that you really dig 
because you'll see some interesting observations about coffee throughout the uh, throughout the novel. So that's excerpt number one. I've got one more that we will go through. And uh, to me, this really is going to give you a glimpse into what's going on with the story. And I'm hopeful that you enjoy that. And uh, then we'll wrap up the podcast. He went back over the last few months and relived the series of events that had led him to where he was now. From sitting on the 38th floor of a corner executive office in Houston to picking coffee beans somewhere on a mountain in Costa Rica. He attempted to piece together all the odd, miraculous steps that led him to this place at this time. But nothing that happened in between made any sense. How are you, Mr. Travis? Cooper fell backward as he looked up and saw Asa directly in front of him. Asa swiftly reached out and gripped both Cooper's collar and almost full basket. If not for Asa's speed and strength, Cooper would have tumbled over and rolled down the hill with his basket around his neck. Well, other than being scared by you sneaking up on me, I think I'm fine, Cooper snapped at Asa. But thanks for saving me, he added as he gathered his balance and stood up straight. You seem disoriented, Mr. Travis, Asa hesitated as he spoke. Falling down can be disoriented, but that is a result of my mind wandering and possibly getting confused. Confused about what? It seems to be confused about almost everything at this point. I wonder if I'm even going crazy or possibly in a dream, and I'm not sure if it is a good dream or a nightmare. So you think something is a nightmare because you do not have, the, have all the answers or because you're not in control? Cooper stood for a moment staring at Asa. He had not mentioned anything about control, but yet as he stood there, he realized that Asa's words had pierced through all that had been bothering him. A few months ago, he had thought he was in control of his life, even as his life was unraveling. Today, he felt as if he had very little control. Is it possible, Mr. Travis, that we were not created to control a world that we did not create, but that we should allow the one that did create the world to lead and guide us as we enjoy the time we have on this earth? Asa waited for a moment turned and walked away. Cooper stared down the aisle of the orchard. His knees felt weak to the point that he could have tumbled backward and rolled down the hill again. And that is uh, the, the second excerpt from the book. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I must admit, I haven't read it out loud that often. And uh, it's much different doing that, but I kind of enjoyed that. So I'm excited. It kind of gets me going and uh, it's kind of cool when you write something to go back and actually read it or read it out loud. So that was kind of fun there. One of the things I'm kind of debating right now is we obviously eventually will have an audio book. There was someone I had in mind to do it. They're a really, really big star. And uh, I kind of pictured at times Matthew McConaughey, I'll go ahead and say that, reading the book. But, uh, but I'm also trying to decide if, uh, obviously, if he's not available or he doesn't knock on our door to uh, do the audible, if I may do it myself or if we'll get someone else to do it. We'll see how that goes. But thank you for listening in. And listen, I appreciate any feedback, any, I welcome anything that anyone would like to give feedback on. We expect that the book will be released in the fall time frame of this year. This is in 2021. Obviously, sometimes those things can move around. 
And, but what we're going to go ahead and do is allow the first chapter. You can actually go get the first chapter and read it and uh, give some feedback and just uh, tell us what you think about it and maybe be prepared for the full book. And you could do that. We'll include links that you can do that down in the uh, in the notes or on the website if you're watching this on the site or you're watching this on YouTube or listening on the website. We believe it'll be at seekgocreate.com forward slash book and at timwinders.com forward slash book, but we'll make sure we include those links down there. But I would so appreciate you supporting and helping me with this book because it would mean so much to me after spending the time that I did for large numbers of people to read it. And I would just be so honored if my book could have just some percentage of the impact that the books like Augmentinos has had on people. So I appreciate you allowing me to take this time on the podcast to share about writing. I think that many of you are writers already if you haven't already written a book. And so I encourage you to start the process. It has been quite the journey for me and I have uh, enjoyed it immensely. So, uh, so I just want, I'm hopeful that this may just encourage you and uh and i'm also hopeful that you will uh again read it buy it share it with other people so thanks for listening in on this episode this has been a little bit different i know a little bit different than our typical episodes next week we'll be back on to interviewing guests and talking to people about leadership about business and ministry and so make sure you join us and until then Thanks so much for doing all that you do to make the podcast what it is. But until then, continue being all that you were created to be. Mm-hmm.